Welcome to the Every Day is a New Day podcast and live show. The inspirational show about moving forward and choosing to be more of you. Transmuting the self-doubt and stepping into courageously aligned confidence in who you uniquely are. My name is Kim O'Neill. I'm a twice-certified transformational confidence coach, Reiki master, best-selling author, and former crime analyst who now helps empathic, heart-centered individuals shatter the noise of self-doubt, find clarity on what self-love really looks like, and the courage to be peacefully grounded in who you've always known you are from the inside out. Join me for the live shows on Facebook and YouTube and visit KimO'NealCoaching.com for more info. Let's get to it. All right. Welcome, everybody, to Every Day is a New Day. I am so excited to bring you today's guest. Welcome to the show, Eliyahu Gian. Oh, thank Eli you. Eliyahu, guess what? I had you muted. Welcome, Eliyahu Gian. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for having me, Kim. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. I, I love uh, your playful nature and uh, being willing to laugh at that with me. So I am so excited because Eliyahu is the author of The Laughing Billionaire. And as you can see, I'm in the middle of flagging all these different sections. Um, before we get into talking to him about his book, about who he is and what he does, allow me to go ahead and just share a little bit of his background with you. I'm going to read portions of his bio. And let me bring that up here. All right. So Eliyahu Gian is America's top Kabbalist-based life coach and spiritual advisor. He's the author of The Laughing Billionaire, How to Become Rich and Happy. In addition to having counseled celebrities such as Madonna, Ashton Kutcher, Demi Moore, and various billionaires, he's also a motivational speaker and advisor to people of all ages and backgrounds, empowering people to be the best version of themselves, create stronger relationships, achieve career success, and create healthier lifestyles by developing a spiritual connection. And it's through his studies and work that he's discovered that cultivating true inner happiness enables one's success to increase, and that money doesn't mean happiness. He's known for his keen sense of humor, contagious smile, and natural ability to simplify complicated knowledge, which I completely attest to in this book. And he uses a multitude of spiritual tools to teach with his primary teachings being based in Kabbalah. And I'll leave the rest for you. Uh, if you're with us live, then you can read the rest of his bio here. <sighs> but Eliyahu, it is really such a, a, an honor to have you here with us today. Um, you know, I read a little bit about your bio, but in your own words, will you just tell us, you know, who is Eliyahu? First, thank you for having me. Uh, forgive my voice. And uh, Kim, you're very sweet. I mean, it's a pleasant being with you. You're not just positive. Your vibration is going everywhere. So that's, thank you. Thank you. Uh, what I'm doing, I'm basically... I'm teaching people to rediscover themselves, teaching them how to find the inner happiness from within. Because sometimes when we are looking for something, we are looking for things where we're running on empty. And we're going to find things. But those things that we find while we are empty um, will not last for a very long time. But when we are developing the inner power, the inner happiness, we're going to start to attract 
a better deal. Now, because I teach Kabbalah, I will teach also reincarnation. And in reincarnation, not, not everybody meant to be a leader, not everybody meant to be what they dream about. I mean, it's good to try. It's good to give it a try, but we need to know what we came here to do. So it's a mix of reach your potential and know your potential. You cannot just, I'm looking to be like my neighbor. You're not your neighbor. You are you. So when people come to see me, um, I'm here to take care of them as I want somebody will take care of me. So I care for my patient or for my client, friend or student, because if they don't make it, I always tell them it's 50-50. It's not just them. I got to look inside of me to say, what is it that I didn't do enough for them? And together to work it out, what is it we can do? So I think that's that's who I am. And we're doing it with a smile. Now, for those who aren't familiar with Kabbalah, and I'll be honest, uh, you know, I'm I'm a newbie to Kabbalah. Will you just give them, a, you know, in a nutshell, oh. what what is what what is that about? Well, Kabbalah, the word Kabbalah mean um, to receive, and the idea is the nature of humanity or everything that exists under heaven is how can I receive what I need or what I want. So the drive of every human being is what you want. If you're not clear about what you want, it, it will be very hard to get there. You gotta be clear about what you want. Kabbalah teach you a method in a, in a simple level of how the communication between the fulfillment to your desire work. And once you learn how to connect your fulfillment to your desire, then things get easier, become a little bit better. That's what Kabbalah is. Of course, that if you look at the, on Google, they will call it Jewish mysticism. Okay. Or it is, there is a mystical side to it. I mean, Freemason is part of Kabbalah, uh, the Golden Dawn, part of Kabbalah, Rosicrucian, part of Kabbalah. So you find it in all religion, Christianity, okay. Catholic, in Ireland, there is a big center of Kabbalah. Uh, Jerusalem, in Mecca, the Sufi, the Muslim, the Hindu. So Kabbalah was exist before it was any religion. So it's a good method, a good information to know. Okay. And it helps you to get better with your communication with the divine and with your inner self. That's basically what it's all about. So it sounds like it has its roots in religion, but it's more so a philosophy and a mystical philosophy. Is that? Uh, I no. always say religion will have its roots in Kabbalah. Oh, that went yeah. deep. Okay. Yeah. That yeah. was good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Because religion was invented 3,400 years ago. Before that, it was no religion. So Kabbalah started 4,100 years ago. So we're talking about a little bit before. Okay. Okay. And so for those who are with us live on Facebook, I just want to go ahead and say we love interacting with you. So if you have questions for Eliyahu, if you have questions about his book, The Laughing Billionaire, about manifesting money, or about being on a spiritual journey, which 
is ultimately what this book is all about. Um, I was telling him before we started, I'm reading this book and I'm just like, oh my goodness, I was meant to have this book. Every single chapter, I'm like, he wrote this for me. <laughs> um, thank you. Uh, so, so any questions about that whatsoever, be sure to click on this video wherever you're watching it live and let us know in the chat what your, your questions are so we can certainly interact with you live for that. But I, you know, I think I just want to go ahead and touch on the spiritual journey aspect of it, because that's something that I didn't quite anticipate, you know, and I, and I read the, um, like I read everything. I read the, the introduction and the dedication and the, I mean, I read all the pieces at the beginning there. Um, I haven't completed it yet. I've still got a little more at the end to read, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I still wasn't anticipating all of that. And, and I love it. Will you, yeah. Um, Will you just will you just speak to that? Because I, I know a lot of people um, that I'm connected to have have also looked into manifesting money. Um, you know, our big law of attraction fans and understand about the flow and everything being energy and all of that. And yet, I still was just very surprised to be reading about um, a lot of the things you talk about in this book and how it relates to a spiritual journey. So, will you speak to that aspect? Well, not every person who make money is happy so if you made money and like the law of attraction mm -hmm. and you're miserable you got a problem <laughs> you got a serious problem i tell you why i tell you why if you're poor and miserable there is hope if you rich and miserable very difficult so if i have a client who is rich and the miserable is very difficult to fix because they're not open the ego is strong everybody respect them for the wrong reason everybody tell them how good they look even if they don't everybody tell them how they're smart even if they don't everybody tell them the genius idea even if it was a terrible idea because people serve their them for the money so when people serve you for the money you don't know what's real anymore right so so if you're miserable and you reach you didn't achieve your goal. So the law of attraction basically work on, if you listen to us, we will tell you how to get things that you want and you get them. The park, the car, finding a spot for the car. You know, it's good concept, but to my opinion again, and I'm not here to judge or to be negative. To my opinion, it's a bit selfish, meaning it's me. There is only me in the picture. So spirituality is taking you into a place where we work together. We need to work together. It cannot be just my success that matter. Right. I have a guy who many years ago in New York has a big, large company. A lot of people work there in his area, in his street. Everybody lost their money. He came to see me. He said, well, Liao, you know, I think we're doing a good job. He said, tell me why. He said, because I am the only one person who made money. All the other 20 companies by competition lost money this year. I said, that's not the good news. He looked at me and said, why? I said, I tell you, if you're the only one who make money and 20 didn't, you are the next one to fall. And the idea we need to start to talk, think, feel, 
as a community. We're yeah. a global community. We are one. We are one cell. This this seven point two billion is one human. Is one cell. If you cannot you cannot say, oh thank God, it's only my left arm is in pain. The right arm is okay. No, we are. It's one body. So when we talk about being rich, yes, if you follow a certain method, you're going to make money. But it doesn't mean you're going to be happy. If you follow how to be happy, you can use drugs, or you can use sex, or you can use whatever make you happy in five minutes. But after that ten minutes, you're going to be miserable again. Right. So you gotta you gotta find out something internal, inter simple, simple, not complicated. Something you can do today. You know, for example, there is a. A wonderful human being that worked with me, and he has a beautiful candle company, create beautiful candle. And he came to see me and said, Yao, I need a miracle tomorrow. So if you want a miracle, you gotta make a miracle. So, what type of miracle do you want? So I'm doing presentation in Columbus, Ohio. It's gotta happen. It's a business presentation. I said, Okay, I give you a task. So, okay, what's the task? I said, I want you to find somebody you can't stand. Oh. He said, why? He said, why? I said, I want you to go to him and just give him compliment. He said, give compliment to somebody I can't stand. What is that to do with Columbus, Ohio, Eliyahu? I said, when you hire me, I told you, I guide people in business through spirituality. And I tell him, I believe this universe operate in a very beautiful level. If you're capable to overcome your fear of confrontation, to be nice to someone, then when you go to Columbus, Ohio, they will be open-minded also to listen to you because your vibe changed. He did that. He flew the next day to Columbus, Ohio. He had one of the biggest deal of his life. He told me the presentation was not even great, but they felt something and that's why they told him. They said to him, hey, listen, Joe, listen, we're not sure what exactly you promise here, but we feel comfortable with you, and that's why we want to sign a deal. Wow. Now, those kind of things is what I'm looking for in people. Overcome something. Don't just win. Don't just make money. Don't just become happy. If you are happy, look around you. Who else is happy? If you're rich, who else can be rich? You cannot just be alone. If you go to the supermarket to get milk and eggs, look at the cashier lady, how she's doing. She asked me today, Aliyah, how are you? I said, great. How is your wife? How is your kids? Is everybody okay in your house? I said, yes. I said, how are you? How is your family? You have to ask them. You cannot just skip over the cashier lady. Right. She's cashier lady. She's a human being. She has life. And then she was so happy to tell me what it's beautiful. We have to care for one another. It doesn't take a lot. It doesn't take a lot. What I hear you talking about is really about how, where can we add value to other yes. people's lives and yes. looking for those opportunities? Yes. yes, yes, yes. This is what it's all about. Love the neighbor as thyself. It's not a big deal. Smile, good words, little compliment. But be, be real. Don't just give the compliment. Be a little bit real. Mean it when you say it. 
you know, be a little bit real. Because I know, listen, I know that when people give compliment, they try to be polite. There is a big difference between polite to be spiritual. Polite is nice, but spiritual is when you care. You know, you care about the other human being to make it. And I, I, I okay, well, something I wanted to say first, uh, when you're talking about the value of community and yes. not yes. each of us individually, the 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 phrase or the concept of um, two things here. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Wow. That, you, that, you. Came, <laughs> that came to mind. But also what came to mind is, you can't take everyone with you. That's true too. What are how 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 does that fit into what you're talking about? Reaching out to people who may not be in energetic alignment or resonance with you, and how do you add value in, in all of that? Yeah, this is one of the greatest questions somebody ever asked me. So thank you for that. And it's also painful because what painful for me if somebody reach out for help and I cannot give them the help they need. That can cause me a personal pain because right. I want everybody to make it. And sometimes I'm not the address. So I have many people that are professional psychologists, psychiatrists. And if there is people who come with a problem that I cannot solve, they believe I can solve. But I'm telling them, listen, I have somebody wonderful for you. Please try it. And they try it and they're happy and they come back to say thank you. It makes me happy because I want people to make it. But laziness is one, fear and laziness, I would say, is one of the mother of all evil. People are sometimes, it's not that they're not capable. They get lazy. They get lazy. You know, we're doing that meditation on my street. And I have one neighbor, when we start the meditation, you always come in the end. And my kids watching me, and I said, and I'm looking at them, I said, what's with him? We we are here to give books, help people do everything, and he's not into it. So I said, you know what? I'm going to do something. I bought an expensive bottle of wine, and I said to him, thank you for coming every day. <laughs> and I gave it to him. All of a sudden, he stopped coming out earlier. <laughs> okay, now now for everyone who's who's listening, will you just share with them a little bit more about what you mean by everyone on your street meditating? Oh, oh, what we're doing. Um, I have this tradition to meditate in the morning and to meditate on the Sabbath. On Saturday, I'm sorry. Okay. And because they close all the place of you know, praying and meditation, it's not, not exist. So I went door to doors in my neighborhood, in my street. And I said, guys, would you be open to just come out of your doorstep? And I will do the pray. I will do the ceremony. I will do the, whatever you want me to do. And just, and that's why my voice sometimes is like that. And you come out and I will raise my voice as high as I can. And we will do meditation, pray together, do something. And in the beginning, nobody answered back. And then they came out. And it's much easier to do it with girls uh, because girls are more open-minded. Right. I want to do a group of guys 
very difficult. I'm not trying to judge guys, but sometimes when you get the guys to do something spiritual, it's not that something wrong. It's just, it's a fact. It's just, I'm doing it for 30 years. It's just easier to get girls to be spiritual. But the guys came out and I was shocked. So, and it's growing. We start with nine nine guys and now we are 21 and people are coming from different area to our street. And I said, wow, this is beautiful. Nobody know my name, by the way. People who come from, they don't even know who I am. <laughs> they don't know anything. And I don't care. If it's positive, it's positive. So going back to your question, what to do when I look at the person? I have a technique that that's what I'm basically become famous for, that when I look at the person, I read their face, their hand, their energy, their aura, whatever you want to call it, and in five minutes, I know a lot about their soul. How many lifetime they are here, what they came here to do. So it's a technique. But I'm not embarrassing people to tell them, hey, listen, I know what you did last summer or something like that. I'm not doing that. But there is a way to know. So when I look at their face, I know how far they can go and what is their limitation. So what I do, I'm not tell them what to do. I just help them to reduce the amount of negativity that they are doing. I help them to stop judging themselves, scare themselves, criticize themselves, all the negative thing. Uh, I'm doing healing of their body. Before the COVID-19, people used to come to me and I do all the healing session with them, physically healing on their body. With uh, uh, It's a vibration technique, no, not Reiki. It's not Reiki. It's a vibration nine level of vibration okay. that help them. Now people call me and ask me to do it on the phone. So I do it on the phone with them now. In the beginning, I was doubting. I said, listen, I'm not going to do it on the phone. I said, yeah, we need you to do it. The client called. I said, okay, there's a new thing. Okay, I'm going to do it if that's what you ask. And then that's become a success during the COVID-19. Wow. I, said, I, I called them. I said, are you serious? You do want it again? Say, yes, Elio, you have no idea. It's really working. I said, I said, okay, because I work with chakra. I work with the level of the body. I need, I need to be around the person. Okay. So what I do, I work yesterday on somebody from upstate New York on their body. And I feel things, but I didn't know if they're going to feel it. Right. They felt it. So, wow, this is unbelievable. Uh, they're feeling it. And they, they even feel the flavor of thing that I tell them to think about, the color. And now they want me to do a group, meaning group session, 25 people together. And I loving it. And the idea is, going back again to that tough question, what to do? Once I remove your negativity, your positivity will come out by itself. I cannot tell you how to be positive. I can only remove the layers that preventing it because you're already positive. All what we need to do is to discover this cover, remove the cover. Once you remove the cover, you are you. You are the best you you can become. It's so easy. But if I hate myself, I judge myself, I can't stand what I do, I criticize who I am, the full potential of who you are cannot come out 
right. in, in a full expression. So that's your answer. All those, all those criticism and judgments act as barriers to something more coming in. Yes, right? yes. And something coming from in out as well. Because mm -hmm. you have within you, when you are born, you're born with a full potential. But that full potential will not come out and meet what we call surrounding light, meaning your next full potential that's waiting for you. Okay, so let, I know people are are wanting to know more about money and manifesting of money, course, of course. and so I, I first want to ask you why did you why did you decide to write this book, The Laughing Billionaire: How to Become Rich and Happy? Great, there's a wonderful man who is going to celebrate this year, eight years old. I was 24 when I met him. I was living in New York, and it was difficult for me. You know, I was teaching, I was developing myself. I was just famous as a psychic. People call me psychic Eliyahu. They want just to see me to give them advice. That's it. And when I met him, he took me on a ride on his fancy car, very expensive car, convertible Rolls Royce. And he was downtown, those of you know, New York City, Canal, south of Canal Street. And we were driving on the west side of the highway. We stopped as I was teaching him to share. Because I tell him, you want to be happy, you got to share. We stopped to give food for the poor together. He, the rich man, and me. And we go back to the car and we drive to his home to give a lecture. He looked at me and said, Liao, I'm crying. He's crying. So what happened? So I look at those people. I gave the bread. I, I told him to make sandwiches and give it away. But... They are happier than me. I am driving car. I have a large company. Everything is wonderful. I have a wife who loves me. Wonderful. I'm healthy. I have another house in uh, East Hampton. But I can't smile. I can laugh. What is going on? This is one story. Second story. I gave a lecture in uh, Santa Monica and a lady came to me gorgeous smart perfect human being one thing missing money she told me she started the conversation she's so strong she told me look at me am I gorgeous I said you are <laughs> I, said, I said you know how smart I am I'm from uh, not MIT the, the one next to it uh, Harvard I'm from Harvard I can seem to make a living. What should I do? These two stories explain a lot about what I wrote the book. There is people who don't have money, but they are happy. There is people who have money, but they're not happy. In the book, I'm using a bridge to find out how to make money. You want to make money the first thing you're gonna have is desire. When I work with billionaires, they have desire. They clear on their purpose in life with numbers and they develop that muscle called making money. When they develop that muscle called money, they're gonna make money. It doesn't mean they're gonna be happy. It doesn't mean they're gonna have a relationship because if you develop only one muscle, 
that muscle will be developed. But if you don't develop the other muscle, sorry, you're going to do well in money, but you're going to do terrible in the other area. In life is developing and wanting. You're going to be very clear what you want, how much you want it, when you want it, and you have to, if you want to make money, money, only money, and you have to learn to say the word desperation. Money only happens to people who have desperation. If you have inspiration, you're not meant to make money. You're meant to be happy. So you decide. When you're looking for happiness, inspiration. Looking for money, desperation. If you are, eh, I love life. I love the ocean and all this. Okay, that's great. Why you want to make money? Forget money. Eat joy. People who make money are desperate. Desperate. It's like the only thing they have, which is okay. My job is when I met people that make money is to balance their life. Say, okay, you are 1.2 billion, but you're miserable. You only worry what they write on the news about you. If I meet famous people, all what they care is what was on the news, what they say, who is the competition. It's also sad, sad. All day long to open the magazine. Oh my God, look at the Oh my God, look what happened. Or somebody with money. I'm walking with them to the restaurant. They're sitting with the back, with the back to the wall, with the face to the door. Why? To see who's better than them coming in. Uh. So I'm teaching them that. And then they're amazing. They become the most amazing human being. Why? Because they already learn and study how to develop the muscle of money. Now I'm helping to develop another muscle. They are the best student. Rich people who want to change are the best client. Rich people who don't want to change are the worst client of mine. Okay, so so when I was learning law of attraction, I remember going through this phase of feeling like I was learning a completely new vocabulary and a completely new way of looking at the world as I knew it, which was very disorienting <laughs> and and confusing and had its moments where I had to say, okay, I don't know about this, you know, and, and, and I just kind of had to put the pause, push the pause button. So I bring that up because as you were just talking about, you were talking about desire and then also desperation. And yes. I would, I would love for you to elaborate on both of those because, um, I, I, I recall in the book, you were talking about, um, the creator, God, the universe, whatever term we want to use yes. wants yes. to give to us and yes. how we are here to be a co-creator. However, we can't co-create if we don't have the desire for something yes. to be for those two pieces to come together. Um, but I would love for you to, to speak about that, but then also speak a little bit more about desperation because I can hear a lot of people saying, what does he mean I have to have desperation? Wouldn't that be coming from a lack mindset? And how is that healthy? Very good, very good. So I need to go a little bit deeper here. That would be great. It's okay. There is two types of desire. When I want to give you ice cream, by the laws of spirituality, I develop within you a desire for that ice cream. You didn't have a desire, but because I want to give it to you, now you develop a desire for that ice cream. 
that divine connection is the original desire that was created. Okay? Okay. Now, would you want something? Let's say you want money. It's because money is on the way to come to you. So the money, the $5 million you want to have is sitting on your table. But they're not being manifest themselves yet. Why? Because there is no vessel. There is no container where to hold that blessing. Okay. That container, that vessel has to be built with not, I think I like to have money. Go home. You're not going to have it. <laughs> I'm, you're not going to have it. So people think that's negative approach because it's, it's against the law of attraction. It's not negative approach is if you read on all the people that I know some of them from the book, The Secret, mm -hmm. and I, I talked to a few of them, they start their success by being desperate to become famous or rich. And when they desire it, then they connect to the fulfillment. Don't be negative and don't have ego. Not because of your desire, you're going to get what you want. Because of your desire, you're going to reveal what is already yours. Is that clear? It's yours already. You don't create anything. Nothing will be created, as King Solomon once said, nothing is new under the sun. I So, yes. So, the way that I interpret and I'm hearing what, what Eliyahu is saying is that um, everything, it's your birthright to have everything and anything that you... Yes could ever yes. desire to have. Yes. And the key to unlocking that, you know, is, is if it's all up there, right, in the vortex, Abraham Hicks, folks, it's up there in the vortex. And the key to unlocking it is that desire yes. that we generate through us. Yes. And it can, and you know, it's just right there waiting for yes. us. And that's what helps it drop down. Yes. And I'm what I'm hearing you say when you just elaborate on desperation is that desperation is, is kind of like an enhanced degree of desire. Is that? Yes, but to be careful, if you desire thing because you don't have it, that can create a big problem in your life. If you desire thing because it's yours, but you're looking for a way to get it, that's healthy. So you cannot desire thing which are not yours, like jealousy. Jealousy yeah. is going to give birth to a lot of problems. Because if somebody lost weight and you wouldn't lose weight, you can be inspired by them, but not to be desperate by the situation. That's why I say you have to know how to play it. The divine, I believe, create this universe, create us, because he or she or it want to give us. So he want to give us five billion. He said, hey, Eliyahu, your cup is too small. Can you go get a bigger cup? Oh, of course. Let me go get a bigger cup. Now I can share with you. That's how desire look like. It's not because you want, you're going to get more. It's because you don't want enough. You're not going to get what's yours. Okay. So how does someone increase? I love, I, by the way, I love the have a bigger cup and be the vessel to hold it. I absolutely love yes. that. Yes. Okay, so how does someone who has desire, but it's just not powerful enough, it's not to that desperation level, how do they increase their desire so that they can be that receiver? Maybe the best way to describe it 
is by sharing a story. Uh, somebody came to a spiritual leader and say, my leader, my house is too small. So, okay. How big is your house? Describe it. Do you have kids, family? Say, yes. I have my wife and three kids. But we can we can live together. It's very difficult. It's so small. So what else do you have? Say, I have a cow and I have 10 chickens. So I tell you, I'm going to give you the mystical answer for you. Get 10 chickens into the house. So you look at the spiritual leader. He's 91 years old. Say, I'm not sure you heard me correctly. I, I, I told you the house is too small. Yeah, yeah, I heard you. 10 chickens in the house. So okay. And come to see me after one month. 10 chickens in the house. You can describe it. <laughs> he go back. Spiritual leader is like, finished. Say, Master, I believe in you, but I, I, I started to develop some doubts. We say, so what happened? I said, I, I came because the house was so small. Three kids, wife would think I lost my mind. And now 10 chickens? Say, yes. How, how do you feel? It's terrible. So, okay, I tell you. One more thing and we finish the whole thing. So what do you want me to do? Say, find a way where to put the cow. Say, the cow? Say, yeah, get the cow inside the house. He said, the door is too small. Say, do something. Push the cow through the door. He does, spiritual leader. Said, come to see me in one month. The guy put the cow. His wife is promised to divorce him by now. Kids thought the father lost his mind. And after two weeks, he go back to the leader. The leader said, what happened? I told you one month. I said, leader, I'm so sorry. I can't take it. I just can't take it. He said, why don't you go back home? Get the cow out of the house. Get the chicken out of the house and come to tell me how is it feel. He go and do it. And two days after, he come back to the leader and kiss his arm and say, master, it's a miracle. My house is so big. Everything is so wonderful. And everything is unbelievable. Sometimes we need a shake. Sometimes we need desper desperation. Sometimes we need an issue. Sometimes we need the wrong relationship. We need the wrong people. We need people to cheat on us. We need people to take our money. We need the wrong children. We need the wrong wife, the wrong husband, the wrong partner. We need that. I have a lot of holes in my back for people to stop me in my back. It's not negative. It was the best thing ever happened to me. I need the wrong thing in my life to happen so the right thing in my life will happen. Wrong thing give birth to right thing. Wrong thing is not wrong. As I say in my book, I say something very simple there. I said the good things that came from God and the bad things that came from God are just the same. It's just wrapped in a different paper. One is wrapped with a beautiful paper, one is wrapped with an ugly paper. But it's the same. Both of them are a gift. Oh, okay. You're a fantastic storyteller. That was so fun to hear. <laughs> <laughs> and um, ultimately, what I'm hearing you say is it's not about desiring or, or saying, please give me something that's going to be painful or please give me something awful, mm -hmm. but rather acknowledging what we already do have to be grateful for. And also even just receiving that clarity from, oh my goodness, this thing was awful. And yet it birthed this newfound clarity and desire for 
Oh, that thing yes. that really is yes. what give you that, that yes. pleasure and all that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I'll tell you, if I may tell you another story, if we, we okay with the time. Absolutely. Okay. And I want to acknowledge Daniel for commenting and saying one of the best speeches. I agree, Daniel. <laughs> yeah. So I'll tell you a funny story. Thank you, Daniel. Uh, I'll tell you a funny story. You know, when I was a little bit younger, I went on a spiritual mission to South America. I have a little problem. I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> no habla espanol. So I end up in Argentina. And thank you, Daniel, again. I end up in Argentina and I try to tell them it's important to be spiritual. It was silly of me even to try. And I didn't know what to do, how to build a business in South America so people will be spiritual. I didn't make it. I tried. Something very weird happened to me. I was arrested in prison as a terrorist that bombed a church and an embassy. It's a true story. Oh. 90, 1993. And look how he smiles as he tells this. Okay. No, it's funny. It's a funny story. It's a funny story. <laughs> we're going, me and my team, we're going to prison. <laughs> my team look at me and they're supposed to learn from me something. And they say, are you, are you sure about what you're doing? And I said, guys, you can have certainty about it. So what? I said, okay, just repeat after me that mantra. And now, now I'm laughing. I was not laughing there. I said to him, just say after me, whatever happened to you is the best thing that ever can happen to you. So are you out of your mind? I said, please, please repeat it. They repeated. They put us into the cell. They lock us down. For two and a half hours, they realized they did a mistake. They get us out. It's a true story. And we're going back to the apartment. And they felt it was kind of mystical and unique. The next day, one of the people in the team who speaks Spanish, I went to bring some agua mineral, meaning mineral water. And he didn't come back. We're opening the balcony. We're looking downstairs. We feel like the Beatles. You know, we are in the apartment. My friend who speaks Spanish is around a five TV channel, 10 radio station, 10 newspaper, and they're all asking him what happened. And he explained about who I am and spirituality and Kabbalah and all this and that. And I am on every radio station and TV now, you tell me, I couldn't penetrate South America. That was the day that from above, the divine opened the door for me in a weird way. Very weird. Very weird. <laughs> but if I wouldn't find positive within the right. story, I couldn't find that later. I could be sitting in the cell, miserable, injustice, or I could say, it's got to be a blessing in it. I don't know what the blessing, but there is a blessing. And desire more. So you cannot just sit and say it's a blessing because when you say it's a blessing, you run out of desire. And if you are complaining, you know, you also, you know, attract negativity. So you have to find the balance. It's a blessing, but I still want more. You have to find that two things in your life. Well, this it's okay. That was a fascinating story. I love, love, love it. And okay. So many different thoughts. So 
what I hear you saying is it's not just enough to. Okay. So first, what I want to say is that when you're in jail, when you're in prison to continue that flow of knowing it's a blessing through being in that state of desire and joy, because that's going to continue it. Otherwise you let's say the, the, it was always destined to be a gift. It was always meant to be a gift from the creator. But of course, if you're miserable about it, then you're cutting that off. And then you're right. It's a miserable experience. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. And then there was another part to that, that reminded me about something you wrote and, um, and then you desire again. You always desire and you okay. always have gratitude because I meet I meet people who have gratitude, but they don't have desire. I meet people who have desire and they don't have gratitude. So you cannot always want more. You have to have gratitude. Okay. I think that was... Okay, can I read a little part from your book? Of course. Of course. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I'm reading from uh, Eliyahu's book, The Laughing Billionaire, How to Become Rich and Happy. And on page 118, and I just read this part today, um, there is one thing that I would like to advise you above all others in this chapter. Be happy like there is no tomorrow. Of course. <sighs> Of course, make sure the happiness is related to spiritual matters and creativity, not the hope for results. Enjoy giving of your gifts freely. Will you elaborate on that? Especially the part, make sure the happiness is related to spiritual matters and creativity. What does that mean for a person who considers himself not spiritual? Well, there is a gentleman in my life now who's struggling to find a soulmate. And he fall in love every six months. Every six months, he fall in love with his soulmate. And he called me, Elio, I found my soulmate. He allowed me to say his name. His name is David. He's a doctor, super successful. And David told me, and when he called me, I said, David, is she attractive? Yes. Sexy? Yes. I'm very... So his soulmate thing, is about more sexual. It's not anything to do with soul mate. We call it soul mate, not body mate, not sex mate, not money mate, soul mate. Spiritual matter has to do with sharing, love, something that not depends only on the five senses. There is life above, beyond the five senses. If you only relate to the five senses, you will be fulfilled. But it's a short term. It's not long. Yes, sex doesn't last too long. Neither food, neither drugs, neither all this short-term happiness. And if you enjoy, do it. I'm not saying don't. But look for something that lasts longer. There is more to life than just this short term. Have that, but have the other one. So my friend David, after 20 coaches that he got, he got me and he got other 19. So I work with him for five years. After five years, Elio, I need you. I say, come on, are we going to do the work or are we going to talk about blah, blah, blah? He was willing and I make his mom become the person who helped me. I work with his mom, his staff. And we listened to her. So that was great. And we did a great job by 
doing it and together. And now, thank God, he's about to get married next month. I don't know how it's going to be with the COVID-19, but I'm very happy for him that it creates a certain transformation. I don't know if I answered your question, did I? I'm not sure, but I want to first acknowledge that when I was laughing a moment ago, I wasn't laughing at David, but I was laughing because I think so many of us can relate to that feeling of, yes. oh, I found the one. And then, <laughs> oh, I think I found it this time. No, not yet. <laughs> and so uh, I don't, I'm not even sure what the question was anymore. Wait, okay, wait, the question I think was... the question, yes, yes. It was spiritual matter versus physical matter. Yes, that yes. was it. So spiritual matter is a nature of giving. Okay. Physical matter as a nature of receiving. That's a different. The body frequency, the body as a vibration, as a nine level of vibration from the head to toes. Those vibration has to do with give me. I want to take from you. The soul vibration also have nine level. But the nine level of vibration has to do with giving. What can I give? When you operate from the body, You're always thirsty, you're always hungry, but it's about you. When you operate from the soul, you fulfill and you look who to give to around you. So when my wife and me created the nonprofit organization, Vital Transformation, it's a site for free for people who want to study spirituality. Anybody can go there. That's giving back. We believe we receive so much for the divine. You got to give back, not because it's a nice thing, because I can't just inhale. I have to exhale. Right. God is giving me so much. What I'm going to do with that? Just keep it. So there is many people who want to study spirituality, self-help, Kabbalah, whatever it is, and they have to pay money, and they don't even know if it's going to be okay. I think we have to open the door, especially now for people. Go study. Here, I invite you. Study with me, enjoy, you like it good, you don't like it, goodbye, whatever you want, it's all good. So what would you say to the person who, I know we're getting towards the end of this interview, um, but what would you say to the person who, who has that desire to give, but finds that they're giving to people who are either unappreciative yeah. or are, are takers and they're actually more so depleting themselves. It, mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's not, so what do good. you So good, enabling, enabling, is one of the worst disease in our generation. People giving without caring about the person who received. You know, when I was living in uh, Florida, I asked one of my customers if he can hire my son who was young, he was 12 years old. And I asked him, is there is any job for my son? I said, yeah, why you, you need some money? So no, I want my son to learn earning, earning a living, earning life. So what's the story with that? I, I can't do that. So please, anything you can give him, I will even pay you. He said, no. So he gave him a job. And I remember that day I said to my son, you're going to work three to four hours a day. And when all kids go to camp or whatever, he went to work. And he told me that that helped him the most in his life. He's now 20. Why? Because when you earn your living, you remove shame. When you earn your love story, you're removing shame. When you earn losing weight, you earn 
you earn it. It's yours. Nobody can take away from you what you earn. If you're stealing something, you're stealing energy, you're stealing your soulmate, you're stealing money, you maybe have it, but you're not happy. You're miserable. Right. So the name of the game is how to earn, not how to get. Don't think about how to get. Think how to You want to be famous? What do I need to change within me to become famous? You want to be rich? What do I need to change within me to be rich? So earning, if people will only listen to me, earning is the key to happiness, to key to success. Earning is the name of the game, not getting. Oh, I love it. Thank you for acknowledging that. And I just want to bring it back to that um, one of the, well, I'm going to say one of the core foundations, I think this was in your bio too, about, about this book is that connection, that spiritual connection with the divine. And, um, and you also talk about the importance of self-love. So I know we didn't really get into that here, um, but I absolutely love that you incorporated that. I was just like celebrating as soon as You're I read so that. You're so sweet, Kim. You're one of the sweetest person I met and I met thousands of people in my life. And whatever you do, I wish you just that enough people know about you. People know, you. need to know you exist. You are unbelievable. Thank you. I, I appreciate yeah. that. That was so kind of you to say. Yeah. Uh, well, I thank you for being here today. Please tell everyone where can they connect with you um, beyond today's show to work with you and, and get your book and all of that. Uh, the best will be vitaltransformation.org, which is a, a nonprofit organization for people to study. And if they want to meet with me, of course, they text me there and we will reach out to them. That's the best way how to do it. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Wonderful. Well, okay. Elia, you are just, you are so fun. You're so fun and your stories are fantastic. I, I just thank you again so much thank for you. being here. Thank you. You're very sweet. And for everybody who was with us today, whether you are live or if you're listening on the replay over on, on YouTube or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any of those, let us know what you are taking away from today's conversation. What really popped for you? D did this conversation um, spark something new within you that you weren't expecting relating to manifesting money, how to become rich and happy? I know it absolutely did for me. And I, you know, already did the interview, but I'm absolutely still going to go back and finish reading the book because I'm loving it. So, um, so with that said, that is today's show. Remember that every day is always a new day. No matter where you are today, does not have to be where you are tomorrow. No matter where you were yesterday, does not have to be where you are today. <laughs> There's choice within everything and it's all within you. And with that said, that is our show for today, Eliyahu. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I hope you have an amazing day, everybody. We'll be back again next week with another episode of Every Day is a New Day live on Facebook on the Every Day is a New Day show and coaching page. And I'll see you then. Bye, everybody. And that's today's show. So what are you taking away? Let me know down in the comments wherever you listened or watched today's episode and connect with me on Facebook on the Every Day is a New Day show and coaching page or visit KimO'NealCoaching.com for more info. Remember, every day is always a new day. Wherever you are today does not have to be where you are tomorrow. There is always hope and you will always be amazing. I'll see you next time.